0: Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris
2: Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. (laughs) I'm the tribal chief around here. Yeah, you see me, the tribal chief. That's right. I mean, if Roman Reigns says it, it must be true, right? Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Victory Monday Whoa. in the DMV and beyond on the Odyssey app. They don't come around as often as they should. So bask in it. Roll around in it. Lap it up. Celebrate with us over the next three hours as the Washington Commandalorians find a way, find a way to snatch victory from the jaws of potential defeat/slash overtime.
1: I'm to jacked up on Mountain Dew.
2: I am not. I sometimes sound like I am. I'm been a good boy. I drank a sugar-free. Um, Pure Aqua, whatever brand that is, I find it at Aldi. Uh, Lemonade on the way in. And I have another sugar-free cranberry-flavored water beverage to get me through the show. We'll see about the caffeine level because, um, you know, your boy is, uh, what does Eric Biennium always say? You got to drag their ass over the finish line or, you know, whatever it is, your boy's always tired. Always tired. Always tired. Uh, So, we'll see about the caffeine level in the 3 o'clock hour. Maybe Ron will put us to sleep when we uh, play his press conference. Hopefully not. At 3 o'clock. Before that, Jay Gruden, 2.30, will obviously go in-depth on the commander's win. What they did right. What they did wrong. What they could have done better. What they'll need to do against Seattle. And a quick spin around the NFL, as we always do with the former head coach of the Washington Redskins and longtime NFL offensive coordinator Jay Gruden at 2.30. But before then, it's time for you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec Ace Law. help you get a check. Call my guy Eric Tom, the Team 980, and the Rooster sent you over. 8888-ACE-LAW. That's 8888-ACE-LAW. Make sure you give them a call and say thanks for providing us the listener lines and great insurance and, um, you know, work on the behalf. Uh, In case you get stuck in a a fender bender or some sort of incident coming out of FedEx Field, College Park, in case you have... In in case you were one of the few Maryland fans that attended Saturday's debacle in College Park and your day got worse on your way out and you slipped in the parking lot or you got into, a a, again, a crap. I mean, it happens, right? You need to call my guy Eric and tell him the Team 980 and the Rooster sent you. 8888, Ace Law. And you can call us. Of course, at 301 230 the Commanders win 20-17. to Listen, I, I, I want to sit here and tell you that it was a pretty game. It really wasn't, despite a lot of things that were really, really, really pretty about it. I mean, when you rack up 432 net yards of offense, that's good, really good. When you're 9 of 17 on third down, that's very good. Especially in a league where scoring is down, quarterback play continues to be atrocious, choppy at the best. I mean, scoring across the league, again, is down this year.
3: to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast. all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash podcast.
2: When you control the football for 37 minutes and 10 seconds... By far a season high. And the highest total since almost a year ago at the link on Monday Night Football in that upset win over the then-undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. And we got to get to the Eagles and the Cowboys later on, too. We'll definitely hit on that with Jay. When you get those... Numbers 37 10 in time of possession, 9 of 17 on third down, 432 net yards of offense. When you only get sacked, and I say only because for this team, it's a modern day like revelation, if not miracle, that they only got sacked one time last week against the Eagles and three times against Bill Belichick and a heavy blitzing defense. Granted, a defense that was without Matthew Judon, their best pass rusher and sack artist by far, and Christian Gonzalez, their top rookie, and missing, you know, again, some pieces on the offensive side of the ball, which we'll get to. But to only be sacked four times in the last two games, an average of two, three yesterday, one the week before, when you get all of that. When you dominate a game, statistically, yes, you have to win it. Check. The Commanders won it by any means necessary. But also, and here's the troubling spot, you've got to come away with more than 20 points. You've got to come away with more than 20 points. So while I would sit here and love to tell you that everything is great, Shangri-La and perfect, and man, this offense is explosive, I can't do that realistically. There are a lot of positive signs. The arrow is definitely pointing up. But man, do they have to clean some things up. Man, do they have to get better in some spots and not leave points on the board. And not turn the ball over clearly in the Patriots end zone on a mystifying throw and decision by Sam Howell at the end of the first half, and perhaps even a worse decision by Ron Rivera. We'll get to that. When you're up 10 to nothing after Brian Robinson goes in like a locomotive off the right edge, Terry McLaurin gives you a nice block to seal that edge. You do the Foxborough leap into command land. There was at there was a, a commander fan or two that happened to be right there. Brian Robinson right up into it. When you're up 10 to nothing on the road, and then you get a defensive stop following that touchdown, and then you get the ball back. What are you supposed to do, boys and girls? Yeah. You're not supposed to fumble. You're not supposed to fumble. And I know it happens. It doesn't happen very often to Brian Robinson, I'll tell you that much. That was more surprising than me. But a great punch out by the Patriots. And before you know it, they're recovering the football at the commander's 25-yard line. And all of a sudden, all of that momentum that you have now turns to the Patriots. Because you get the turnover, you get a seven-yard run on first down by Ezekiel Elliott, you get a, I think it was a short uh, little dump-off or whatever it was to one of the receivers, and then Hunter Henry runs a widened seam route. It wasn't a true seam route, a widened seam route, in which it looked like, again, novice eyes, I don't know, maybe Khalid Hudson should have had better outside leverage, because he had a safety kind of rotating over Percy Butler to the inside. It looked like Khalil Hudson stayed inside. I don't know. Maybe Logan would disagree. Hoffman, I'm sure they'll explain it uh, better than I can. Uh, But the bottom line is Khalil Hudson gets beat like a drum by Hunter Henry. 14-yard touchdown pass, and all of a sudden it's 10-7, and now we got a ball game. So instead of trying to run away with the game, middle of the second quarter with a 10-0 lead, you make a critical mistake, and boom, they turn a critical mistake immediately into points. Then, to make it worse, New England's next possession, they rip off a 64-yard touchdown run in which it clearly looked like Jamin Davis was supposed to cross like an X, if you will, with the other linebacker. I think that was David Mayo if memory serves me correct. And Davis got picked off and got you want to say ambushed, you want to say annihilated, you want to say obstructed, whatever you want to say, but he got absolutely just derailed by a blocker reaching the second level and there was a you know like that bit well, maybe you guys don't know. Back in the early part of this century, which makes it sound weird, right? Because it's twenty twenty-three. But I'm talking about like in the in the oh five, oh four, oh three, oh six range, you know, all the the first decade of the the century. They were doing this huge project in Boston called The Big Dig. I remember reading all sorts of things about it because I was on the radio in Boston on a national basis, you know, and and I, I wanted to try and keep up with what some of my listeners, you know, whatever. I don't remember all the details, and it's not really important, but the point being is it was a huge tunnel project. And that's what it looked like Ramondre Stevenson had to run through because Jamin Davis clearly gets picked, obstructed, obliterated, blown up, what have you, on a, I think they call it a cross dog Maybe they call it something else, but I've I i, I, I I've heard it ref, commonly referred to as a cross dog. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm not trying to blow your skirt up with uh, sexy football terminology. You guys know what I'm talking about. And before you know it, Ramondre Stevenson is off to the races. But you know what? It wasn't all on Jamin Davis. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, I apologize. I, I'm just going to have to. You know, be honest, right? That's what we do here. That's what we do. Ramondre Stevenson gets that 64-yard touchdown, and it was Percy Butler who took an awful angle. An awful angle. I understand it was not easy because Ramondre Stevenson had... Again, a huge tunnel sized hole to run through and is going downhill with speed acceleration. But they call the safety position the safety position for a reason, right? Don't they? You're the last line of defense. And he got beat like a drum. By Ramondre Stevenson, who is not the fastest running back in the world. Let's not say, like, this isn't Devin A. Chain when he's healthy. Right? Hell, it's not even Raheem Mostert. I mean, he's a physical back. Now, he can run. I'm not saying he can't. But my goodness. Two mistakes on that 64-yard touchdown run. And then all of a sudden the new the the commanders are down 14-10 and then you think all right this game is slipping away and you think we need a big drive before halftime and they get it and they get it and then for whatever inexplicable reason they rush it with about 25 seconds left and all three timeouts after a completion They're trying to run around like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we don't have any timeouts. And then Sam Howell throws an inexplicable interception in the end zone. Those are the bad things. Everything else, for the most part, was really good, including what happened in the second half on one magical throw. What happened on a bunch of big third downs, including a third and 23, that I just rewatched again, that just makes your jaw drop. I'll have more on that. And the Commanders outscored the Patriots 10-0 in said second half and turned a 14-10 deficit at a frown upside down, and away you go to a victory Monday. 20-17 to the final The Commanders win. Obviously, we'll have much more detail as we go along. I just wanted to set the stage. We're going to get to the phones early, so hit them up now. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. What did you like? What did you love? Let's save the franchise quarterback talk for tomorrow with Doc uh, on Sam Howell. Let's just talk about this game, this win, this performance, offense, defense, special teams, the rookie class, everything. How you feeling? On 4-5 and Victory Monday, heading to Seattle for the Washington Commanders. 301-230-0980 on the team, 980 and the Odyssey app.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.